This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. Is doing the most important things alone a good idea? How comfy are you with your choices when it comes to life's biggest decisions? What is real peace of mind with financial confidence and how can you get it? Chris Fleming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors. Okay, hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I'm your host here as always, Chris Flamming. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Michael Mortellaro to the show. He has been providing guidance and solutions for the past 15 years to clients in the greater Tampa Bay area. Michael is a VA accredited elder law attorney specializing in state planning and asset protection. His practice appreciates the opportunity to guide clients through the challenging maze of end of life decisions by offering them legacy preserving solutions. Michael, thanks for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, let's jump in. So you have an interesting history. Can you kind of take me through just briefly what led you to where you are today? So I went to law school uh, thinking that everybody needed to be a litigator and uh, be in a courtroom every day. And as I started taking class in more transactional areas like estate planning and tax, I really fell in love with the idea of a transactional practice where I could work with families to um, identify potential risks and issues and propose and implement solutions to help safeguard their, their future, their wealth, take care of any challenges that they have with respect to intra-family dynamics, concerns about asset protection, and then obviously the elder law piece, as we're all, uh, as I say, on the express train to Oldville, with that comes a host of things that we like to work with financial advisors to make sure that they have a, a really complete solution for long-term care. And some of that includes long-term care insurance, but what we find is that these days, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to find a forever long-term care insurance policy. Yeah. So we find that a hybrid solution, which starts off with the financial advisor and the solutions that they offer, and then backing it up with some legal strategies uh, for asset protection makes the most sense. So when I got out of law school, uh, I d decided that I wanted to do estate planning uh, for a practice started it off. I had a great jump start here in the Tampa Bay area. My family has been here since 1891. And so we have a lot of connections through the family. And so I started the estate planning process and practice and then picked up probate uh, and then elder law throughout the way. And then recently we've opened uh, Fortress Asset Protection, where we work exclusively with business owners, entrepreneurs, real property investors, high net worth individuals, um, to identify areas of risk if they were to get sued and create structures that provide both anonymity uh, and asset protection for them. So we're kind of a holistic uh, approach to estate planning and asset preservation. Okay. So if you could go back in time and give the, the younger you 
some advice. Uh, what do you uh, think that that would be? <laughs> grow faster. Grow, grow faster, faster okay. and earlier. It's early in my career. I was kind of doing it all. I was selling stuff during the day, during business hours. And then I was the guy doing all of the drafting and, and implementation and strategy development. And I was kind of at an early age working myself a little bit ragged. Uh, yeah. I work until, you know, six o'clock at night, go home. Uh, at that time, I had a six month old and you know, get him to bed and then come back to the office and work from 8.30 at night until 3.30 in the morning doing the work that I was selling successfully during yeah. the business hours. And I, the advice I would have given myself is start hiring quicker uh, and invest in employees that will uh, allow you to have more flexibility and, and really focus on the things that you love uh, versus the kind of the day-to-day stuff. Okay, so is that probably the area of your business where you're finding the most satisfying part right now that you're just focusing on the stuff that you're really good at? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, drafting is drafting and, and that can be done by any competent um, paralegal. Uh, obviously, we review everything. I review everything before it goes out. But I have, uh, you know, four attorneys now that are working with me. Uh, I have a staff of 28. So I have the largest elder law and estate planning uh, firm, probably in central Florida, if not in a wider area. Uh, I do have an office in Martin County and Stewart, so we cover both coasts. But I, I really love meeting with families, developing the strategy. And so that's where I focus the majority of my day. Um, yeah. That and doing things like this where we're getting more exposure and, and growing the business and the brand. Yeah, well, you're probably a lot like me. The relationship part with the clients is the part that I really enjoy. That's yeah, do business with who they know, like, and trust. And if right. you can become that trusted advisor, uh, you will have a client for life and, and they will appreciate the relationship and the, the resources that you bring to the table. Now, when someone first meets with you or people initially engage with your practice, are, do you think there's some common misconceptions that you help them overcome? Yeah, I mean, um, the first is procrastination. We always say procrastination is the death of all good planning. And I'm sure both on the financial side as well. If someone comes to you and says, you know, I'm I'm 60 and uh, I think I might need to look for a financial advisor and start thinking about retirement, you know, there's only so much you can do in a short period of time. Yeah. The earlier we start the process, whether it's the legal process or the financial investment process, you know, the more tools we have, the more time we have on our side and the more overtime we can tweak that plan to really get it dialed in exactly the way they want it. And so I think that is important. The other important thing that I have, less than 2% of estate planning attorneys in Florida offer a continuing uh, relationship uh, that's automated. And so my legacy care program, quite honestly, is uh, I stole the model directly from financial advisors mm -hmm. because my thought is uh, if someone were to come to you in your practice and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old, I have two children, I want you to do a financial plan for me. And, and you do that based on the variables and the things you know at age 40. And then you never talk to that client again until age you know, 80. How good is the financial plan going to be? Well, let's be honest, it's going to be terrible. Why is your legal plan any different? Just like the markets change and wars happen and things, inflation, all the things that you're dealing with on the financial side, we have laws changing. We have case law changing. We have family dynamics changing. We have children who are, you know, dealing with challenges in life. When, and sometimes my clients come to me in the annual review and we have some unfortunate things to talk about. You know, one of my children has become addicted to drugs or alcohol or has a gambling problem. How do we fix that? What do we do to avoid uh, our plan getting derailed? 
And if you don't uh, work with the with your advisor, whether financial or legal, um, the plan doesn't stay tuned up and it's not as good at end of life as you were hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since the pandemic's happened and everything, we definitely know that stuff changes. That's for sure. So let's jump into some uh, terms that people may have heard of, but they don't really know what they mean, or they might think that they mean the same thing. Um, can you give us the difference, hopefully, between elder care and estate planning? And does one usually happen before the other, or how does that all work? So I analogize a lot of things in our practice to like a medical practice. So if you have a heart condition and you want to go to a cardiologist because they're the expert in your condition, you probably don't want to go to a podiatrist or a general practice doctor. That's why they have doctors that focus their practice on different things. Well, all elder law attorneys are estate planning attorneys. It just comes with the territory. You have to be good at estate planning to do elder law. But the converse is not true. A general estate planning attorney um, and I was there, so I can speak from experience. Before I learned about elder law, I look back at my plans that I developed as an estate planner, and they're fine for estate planning, but that's assuming you're never going to get old and maybe need care, which is, I think, very short-sighted and uh, quite honestly, a little embarrassing that I used to pump out work product that really, in hindsight, didn't take care of my clients through the end of life. So one quick example is the durable power of attorney. You know, everybody should have one. Everybody kind of knows what it does. It allows you to appoint people that you trust to make legal and financial decisions for you if you lose capacity. A general estate planning attorney with their blinders on will give you a document, usually five to 12 pages in length. A good elder law-driven power of attorney should never be less than 30 pages in length. So people have this false sense of security that, oh, you know, I went to a great estate planner and they had great Google reviews and, and they've done my power of attorney, so I'm good. Well, maybe you are. You are certainly good if you never get sick and need care. But if anything happens that we're looking to jump into asset protection strategies or income protection strategies, your power of attorney will be lacking. And if you've lost capacity to make decisions, we can't let you sign a new better one. So right. my thought is let's be the Boy Scout. Let's be prepared for whatever comes our way and have the best set of documents. If we don't need those extra provisions, great, we have them. But if we do need them, we're not wishing we had done things different earlier. Okay, okay, great. And let's switch to another area on your website that I had checked out that you help with. I think it's great that you help with VA benefits claiming and those types of things. Sure. So can you uh, give us an idea of the obstacles that people typically have to overcome with VA benefits or Medicaid qualifications, things of that nature? So really VA and Medicaid go hand in hand uh, for our seniors that find themselves in need of in-home care, assisted living, memory care, skilled nursing, that whole care continuum. If you are a wartime veteran or widow of a wartime veteran, um, there is benefits from the VA that offer cash up to $27,000 a year, tax-free direct deposit right into your bank account for the rest of your life to help you offset the cost of care. And the VA does a terrible job at educating. Um, in fact, they never really talk about it. The last study is, it's old, but I think it sheds light on the overall issue. The last study in 2009, the VA estimated that there were 24 million Americans that may be eligible for this non-service-connected disability pension called aid and attendance that I work on. 24 million theoretical beneficiaries and only 318,000 out of 24 million were getting it. 
And so I think the VA, I hate to be cynical, but uh, I guess being a lawyer and working with the VA every day, you kind of become cynical that they're not really there to help you. They don't do a great job at educating. Um, They don't even educate their own employees. I have been asked by three different VA hospitals to go in and educate their geriatric care doctors on their own benefits. And while I feel that that's an honor that they they see my skill set and they want me to be the one educating them, why is a non-VA employee coming into the VA system to educate geriatric care doctors that do nothing but take care of old sick veterans on benefits that are available to old sick veterans? And every time I go in there and I do one of these education sessions, the doctors don't even know these benefits are available. And when when I tell them, they almost look at me like I'm lying. They're like, no, there's no way I would have known about this. Like, yeah, no, it's it's right here. Here's all the rules. And, and I, I do this for a living. I've done 6,000 VA benefit applications successfully and it's there, but they don't train their employees. Their employees don't really talk to the veterans or the widows of veterans. We find that 80% of veterans have never heard of this benefit that we work on and 90% of widows. And so I spend many, usually three to five times a week, educating groups of veterans and widows of veterans on this benefit. I love doing it, but I wish I didn't have to do it because I wish the VA would just step in and help. For people that try to do the benefit on their own, uh, sometimes you don't need a lawyer. And often it's two to three years in process. Whereas when we turn on the benefit application, we typically get it approved in three to four months. So we're a bit of a concierge service when it comes to that, but there are a lot of people that see the value in in hiring a VA accredited attorney to get them through the process much more efficiently uh, without the denials and delays. Yeah, sure. Well, every everybody or a lot of people may have the capacity to do something, but if it's the first time that they've done it and they're learning as they go, and it would be much easier to have someone doing it that's done it 6,000 times to help them. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's the same in your practice. You know, anybody can go on, you know, whatever the self-trading platform today, E-Trade yeah. or whatever. I'll set up a free account and I'll set up an IRA and a Robin Hood. Yeah. That's a fun one. You know, who needs a financial advisor? Well, everybody needs a financial advisor because the do-it-yourself projects are never as successful when you try to do it yourself. And whether that's finance or legal or, or medical, um, you know, you don't want to be diagnosing your own cancer on WebMD and uh, trying to treat yourself. Yeah. And so that's why professionals are here. I tell people all the time, if this stuff were easy, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. But the fact is, this is what we're here to do is support our families and be a resource. Yeah, for sure. Having a specialization. So let's switch to asset protection. You mentioned that earlier. So what Maybe define what asset protection is and broadly speaking, what does it do for someone, either an individual or maybe a business owner? Yeah, I think asset protection for both are are crucially important. People often start the conversation with, well, you know, I don't think I have enough assets for asset protection. And my response is always, if you lost everything you had, how bad would that hurt? Whether you have a hundred thousand or a hundred million, if you lost the majority of it, it would be a really bad day. So what we look at is areas of risk. We analogize asset protection strategies to the designing of, let's say, a cruise ship. So cruise ships have firewalls built in because one of the biggest risks on a cruise ship is fire. So two things in in a cruise ship that can cause fire to get out of control, the engine room and the kitchen. Those are things where there's hot stuff going on. So if you ever look at the design of a cruise ship, there are these walls that will close off in case of a fire and basically contain the fire to the kitchen or the engine room so it doesn't spread to the rest of the boat and bad things happen. 
we do the same thing with legal structure. So we take a look at your assets. What do you own? How do you own it? How is it titled? And then figure out if you got sued for more than insurance limits uh, and someone wanted to go after everything you have, what's at stake? Believe it or not, a lot of the stuff that we have, at least here in Florida, is already protected. Your homestead is protected from most creditors. Your qualified money like IRAs, 401ks, your pensions and social security payments. So there's a lot of stuff already protected. But your non-qualified investments and any other real property businesses, those may not be protected. And so what we do is we look at strategies to do that. We look at several different strategies. We can use estate planning strategies. We can use trusts, either Florida irrevocable trusts. We do a lot of domestic asset protection trusts out of the state of Nevada. We can also do offshore stuff where we get your money outside US jurisdiction so no judge in America could require that the custodian of that account uh, deliver the money to your uh, to the person who you owe money to. So there's varying degrees uh, depending on price point and depending on how much that you are looking to protect we can implement strategies. Um, another thing that we look at, one of the huge things is real property ownership. If you own an Airbnb or you own a rental property, that is one of the most risky investments that you can ever own. I tell people all the time, you could have $10 million sitting in your checking account, bad idea, but you could have $10 million sitting in your checking account and it's never going to get you sued because it doesn't injure anyone. You could have a $100,000 condo that you have a tenant in and there's mold in the air conditioning system and they end up with a lung problem and now they're trying to sue you for two or $3 million and you are exposed. So what we we do is we break up rental properties, business properties into segments and we create those firewalls much like a cruise ship would do. So if you have five rental properties and somebody gets hurt on one of them, We isolate the risk to that one rental property, and then we have good insurance on it. And we make sure that if they have a $10 million judgment, it's not going to bleed over to your personal assets. Another thing that we do in that similar vein is we do anonymity planning. I always feel like Porky Pig, but anonymity planning is awesome because I can make my clients a ghost to whatever extent they want to be. They can own a hundred pieces of rental property. And I can make sure that through Florida LLCs, land trusts, and a lot of Wyoming anonymous holding companies, we can make sure that if somebody Googles you or runs you through the real property records or runs you through SunBiz, that they're not going to see your name. And so if you get in a car accident and they go to you know one of the big personal injury firms, and the first thing they're going to do is $15, run a LexisNexis search on you and see everything that you own. Mm-hmm. The more pops up, the more businesses in your name, the more properties in your name, well, the worse their neck hurts after that car accident. Yeah. But if they do the search on you and you're a ghost and it looks like you don't have anything, all of a sudden your automobile insurance policy starts to look really good. Mm-hmm. And chances are they're going to settle for that policy without digging further and trying to get into your assets. So we do a lot of those things. We also, for car collectors, boat enthusiasts, airplane owners. We set up businesses, we set up LLCs in the state of Montana uh, where we have anonymity planning, asset protection, and Montana does not charge sales tax. So if you're one of those people that wants to go out and buy a half a million dollar yacht, great. We can buy it in the state of Montana and not pay sales tax on it legally. And we have asset protection and anonymity. So if you ever get in an accident, someone runs your name, they're not gonna see that you have that big boat sitting out there as an asset 
that they may want to take from you. Okay. You just, there's just nowhere in Montana to park it. Fair enough. <laughs> Here's the beauty. It doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be housed in Montana. It can be registered in Montana. That's right. Um, yeah, people often say, well, how can you do that? And I say, well, listen, you know, Coca-Cola and most big corporations, uh, their home base is Delaware. Yeah. That's not where their corporate headquarters is. I mean, sure, they sell Coke in Delaware, yeah. but that's not the hub of their operations. So we can set up uh, again, Wyoming holding companies, you've never even been to Wyoming, Wyoming holding companies for your real property and business interests, Montana LLCs for your uh, boats, vehicles, RVs, airplanes, those types of things. And it's all completely legal. Now, the, yeah. the key that we do is we put a wrapper on everything that you own and make sure that if or when you pass away, all of those assets avoid probate. There's yeah. a lot of DIYers that go on YouTube and they go, oh, I can set up a Montana LLC and there's a company that does it for 49 bucks. Awesome. Good job. That may be step one. But if you get hit by the beer truck and your Montana LLC owns your half million dollar yacht, you're going to probate in the state of Montana and you have attorney's fees, court costs, filing fees, publication fees, bond, paralegal fees. Not as good as it could be. So we yeah. coordinate all of your business interests, asset protection interests, LLCs, trusts with your general estate plan for probate avoidance and for efficiency to make sure that when you do pass away, and it is a it is a win, not an if, yeah. that everything is as efficient as possible, takes the least amount of time and costs the least amount of money. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Can you think of a, maybe a recent example where you were able to make a pretty substantial impact on a client's life without sharing any Personal, sure. de personal details. You know, we, we do that all the time through our legacy uh, trusts. So for a lot of my parents and grandparents who are my clients, they, they're not concerned that they're going to get sued. They're not engaged in any risky behavior, but they always in the back of their mind are concerned about their children. And what if after we're gone and our children get our inheritance, what if they get sued or divorced? We have downstream asset protection trusts that will prevent your inheritance money from ever going half bye-bye to a future ex-spouse or all bye-bye to a creditor. Uh, and recently, I, I had a, a very good case, um, several million dollar client, although you do not have to have several million to be my client. This particular case, mom and dad have passed. The children had the downstream asset protection trust. I got a call from the son who actually said, my son, so the grandchild of my client, uh, 18 years old, went out to a uh, high school party, borrowed dad's BMW, and unfortunately dad got to call at three in the morning that son's being charged with DUI manslaughter, and he is now being sued and has a potential $12 million judgment against him. And the fact that he is my client, so the, the father's my client, we have all of his stuff buttoned up, we have all of his inheritance from his parents buttoned up. And he said, I can't tell you how much sleepability I have now. And, and he's got a lot going on by all yeah, means. Yeah. But he said, at least on the financial side, I'm not worried that this is going to basically rob me of everything I own. And for me to, you know, go live under an overpass in my my senior years, at yeah. least I know this piece is is straightened out and everything's protected. So that's an unfortunate story, yeah. but it is impactful that yeah. our documents and our strategies and plan designs are effective in the real world. Absolutely. Okay, so let's switch gears. I'm wondering if there is maybe something outside of your business, Michael, that you are passionate about personally. 
I am a car enthusiast, uh, okay. gearhead at heart. My grandfather was a uh, auto body guy. And so as a, at a young age, I was around cars of all shapes and sizes and somehow I got the bug. And so I am a car collector. I love all, all things automotive. And so that's, uh, that's where I spend my weekends with, uh, with my three sons, uh, tinkering on cars in the garage and, uh, going to car shows and things like that. So it's, it's something okay. that's fun. So what's the, what's the pride and joy in the garage? What's your baby? You know, I love them all. I have a 67 Mustang fastback, uh, okay. that I really appreciate. And currently on the exotic side, uh, Lamborghini Huracan Evo, uh, that is, uh, that is my pride and joy on the exotics, but I love them all. I mean, I have everything from, uh, from a Lotus to a, a H1 Hummer. Um, they're all unique in their own little quirky ways. And, yeah. uh, and I appreciate them all. I love them all. And I'm probably crazy for it, but, uh, it's, well, it's, I think it's probably something well, you like the cars, but if your sons are also uh, enthusiastic about it, it's something that the four of you can share together. And it's yeah, I mean, the whole family does my, my, my kids are, are three, five and seven. So they're, okay. uh, they're enthusiastic as they can be with right. a short attention span, right. but, uh, but they love going out in the garage. They each have their own little toolboxes and, uh, right. and it's, it's really good quality time that I hope from a legacy perspective, personally, that, you know, when I'm gone and they look back, they can remember, you know, kind of the same things I remember with my grandfather is just being in his, in his garage and helping out and getting tools and piddling around uh, and just spending quality time. So I'm hoping that uh, one day my boys will look back fondly on, on these memories that we're making. Okay, we're getting close to the end. I just have a few more questions. So what do you what do you see as uh, in your practice, something that you're really enjoying right now? You know, I really just love people. I love being able to bring people into the office and shed light on risks that sometimes they didn't even know they had and to be able to alleviate those. And I think a lot of times on the elder law side, you know, I have someone that calls in that says, you know, my husband's just had a massive stroke. He's in a nursing home. I just got an $18,000 bill for the next 30 days and that's gonna go on forever. And I tell them, deep breath, I got you covered. I'm going to take his $18,000 a month bill and drop it down to $900 a month. And you're not going to go broke. And you can just feel and see the pressure and the tension fall off their shoulders. And often they say, I feel so much better after talking to you. I was afraid I'm going to lose my house, lose my retirement money, uh, not have anything to leave to my kids and not be able to enjoy the rest of my life financially. And you've just put that at ease. And so I love being able to kind of take that weight off of people's shoulders and, and do it in a way that, that they really see the value um, and they can see the value from day one. Yeah, I, I see those connections oftentimes. People come in, they've done a really good job of accumulating money, saving, but then they don't really have any strategy or idea or concept of how to distribute it or take it out. And they're not even sure if they have enough or if they're going to run out. So being able to walk them through that and show them they're going to be okay and that it's going to work out and you're not going to be eating tuna out of a can. Um, it's, a, it's a big breath of fresh air for them. Being able to sell peace of mind, there's mm -hmm. nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah, you can just see it in their, their body posture and their body language and their faces. Okay, so on the flip side of that, um, is there something that you kind of see as, a, as your biggest business challenge that you either want to or yet to overcome um, with where you are today? You know, I, I think managing the growth, um, which is a first world problem. So so please yeah. don't consider me whining and moaning about it. 
but the we were just blessed. We grow 30 to 40% per year, year over year for the last 15 years. And so I have a really hard time as an entrepreneur and a business owner telling someone who wants to write me a check, no, thank you. Yeah. So I always want to accommodate them and I always want to do a good job for them. And so just managing the growth. And, and as you get more and more employees, and more and more personalities, and uh, you know, now we have to have a full-time HR person to manage the onboarding and the training and the benefits coordination and the personality sometimes. Um, that That's my biggest challenge. But again, as a business owner, the advice I would have given my younger self is start the infrastructure earlier and put the right people in place that you can trust to manage those facets that are causing you stress. And that lets you fly and do the things that you love to do. Yeah, in case you get called into a meeting from time to time and you have to make some tough decisions, but generally speaking, have the right people in the right place, surround yourself with your own team. We tell our clients, listen, you, you need a team, you need a financial advisor, a tax professional, and an attorney at minimum on your team. Well, as a business owner and an entrepreneur, you have to have a team. And I think that's the Achilles heel of so many really good, any professionals, tax and financial advising lawyers, they want to do it all themselves. They want to micromanage the entire process. And they realize very quickly that there is a, a finite amount of time and energy that you can put into something and you're going to hit the wall. And then yeah. at that point, you choose. Do you want to coast and allow your business to just maintain? There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, if you have a healthy business and you can just maintain it forever and you make a good living, that's great. Um, unfortunately, I have the uh, I have the disease where uh, I can never be complacent where we're at. So I'm always looking to grow. I'm always looking to do more things, learn more things, innovate. And people often ask me, you know, what's what's your retirement strategy look like? And I say. Uh, hopefully body bag out of my office at age 95. Mm. If, if that's the, if that's how I can plan my retirement strategy, that's what I will do. Yeah. I love coming to work every day. Um, you know, as I get older, maybe I'll want to take a Friday off and, and work four days a week. I like to have that luxury, but I just, there's never a Monday I wake up and think like, Oh, I got to go to work. It's like, I get to go meet cool people and make positive impacts on their life. Like who wouldn't want to get up and go to work every day? Yeah. It's not really a job at that point. No, I would, it's just something that you're passionate about. Absolutely. So if people wanted to learn more about you or contact you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Well, all of our consultations are always free. We do in-person, we do Zoom, we do phone calls. Uh, you can reach me directly uh, by phone at 813-367-1500 uh, on the web at mortelerolaw.com. That's M-O-R-T-E-L-L-A-R-O-L-A-W.com. Uh, or on Facebook, pretty much anything. Uh, if you Google us, we have been blessed to be the best and highest rated estate planning and elder law firm in the state of Florida for over three years straight. So I promise you, if you uh, do estate planning attorney Tampa, uh, go to Google uh, and then sort by highest, um, you will find us at the top of the list. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Michael. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and Michael, especially for taking the time to be here with me today. This has been very insightful, a true pleasure. And I want to thank everyone for listening and watching the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we're hoping to raise the retirement confidence of everyday people to another level, one show at a time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and watching. Take care and be well. Michael, thanks again. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, 
please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.